episode 28, the one where I talk about the powerful practice of becoming the watcher of your mind. Hey, I'm Janelle Minow, and I'm obsessed with joy, fun, and helping you navigate this messy and magical thing called midlife. I'm a midlife plus woman who broke out of struggle, took a leap from my professional career, grew a successful business, found Mr. Right, and learned to love on purpose. I'm here to teach you the tried and true secrets to releasing what's keeping you stuck and struggling so you can build a joyful life you adore. Here we'll tackle the fun but sometimes hard things, money, business, career, relationships, health, purpose, love and loss are all topics we'll cover. So pull up a chair and welcome to the Joy, Self Mastery and Living a Limitless Life podcast. Hello there, sweet midlife friends. How are you today? It is super chilly here today, even in my house. Actually, it's cooler in my house than it is outside. I've been sitting outside quite a bit today, trying to warm up and enjoying this fall weather. We were out of town in our California house this weekend, and it was chilly there too. Rainy and cold, but such a great weekend. We got to celebrate my granddaughter's 13th birthday, so my mom's birthday. We had lots of family time, and I just loved it so much. My husband's been working on a project with the septic tank, so he probably didn't love it quite as much, but he's such an amazing man. Can I just say that? He's just so amazing. So I hope that you guys are enjoying your fall and had a great weekend too. So today I want to talk about the power of cultivating mindfulness for more joy in this time of your life, in midlife and beyond. One powerful way to do that is to become the watcher of your mind. Now, learning to be the watcher of my mind is a practice that I do sometimes multiple times a day because my brain likes to tell me all kinds of things. And if I'm not watching it, it's just going to run away with me. So I often watch my brain, watch my mind multiple times a day. And in doing this practice, it has changed about absolutely everything going on in my world. And it has definitely created more joy and more fulfillment in my life. I'm going to talk today about what it means to be the watcher of your mind, the impact of it in different aspects of your life. And I'm going to share how you can cultivate this powerful practice for yourself. So being the watcher of your mind or your thoughts refers to adopting a mindful and observational approach to your own mental process. It's about cultivating an awareness of your thoughts, of what you're thinking, but also of your emotions, what you're feeling, and reactions or actions without getting caught up or identifying with them. Now, when I say your own mental process. I'm referring to the continuous flow of thoughts for you, the continuous flow of emotions, perceptions, beliefs, memories, sensations, all those things that occur within your mind. These processes encompass everything happening in your consciousness. 
from a fleeting thought to a deep-seated belief, it's essentially the activity and the functioning of your mind. So that's what I mean when I talk about your mental process. Now, I also want to clarify that when I say mind, I don't just mean your brain. We tend to think of our brain as our mind, but the mind is more than just your brain. And without getting too deep, the mind really encompasses our brain, our thoughts, our beliefs, conscious and unconscious, and our bodies, how we feel, our emotions, how our emotions are generated, expressed, regulated, and how they influence behavior in decision-making. The body piece also includes the action or the physical behaviors that are driven by our thoughts and feelings. And there's also the soul aspect to the mind that I feel is deeply a big part of our mind. And science is finding out more and more and more about how all of that is connected. So identifying with your mental process means associating or linking your sense of self, your identity, and your well-being closely with your thoughts and emotions. In other words, it's when you perceive your thoughts and emotions as defining who you are. So for instance, if you think I'm a failure because I can't make this thing work, then you're identifying with a negative thought about a specific action, okay, about a specific circumstance, allowing it to impact your self-worth. When you say something like, I am an anxious person because I worry, then you're associating your identity with a pattern of thinking or feeling. As you become the watcher of your mind, you can identify with your own mental process. So first of all, there's the thought identification. The identification piece might be, I'm dumb because I can't figure this out. And when you're the watcher, instead of that, saying that or thinking that, you notice that and then you can tweak it. You can change it. I notice I'm having a thought that I'm struggling with this problem, right? That's just noticing. That's where you can bring curiosity into it. Look at an emotional identification. This might be something like, I'm a failure because I feel so down all the time, okay? Now, the observational approach from the eye of the watcher is, I observe this feeling, failure inside of me, in response to the situation. So we're not identifying with it. We're just observing the thought. It doesn't mean anything about it. It's just a thought, right? It's just a feeling, okay? Another one might be, my life is a mess because of this one thing, this one problem, okay? Rather than identifying that our life is a mess, we can just say, I'm noticing the story about my life being impacted by this specific circumstance. Because remember, circumstances are facts. They're not opinions that we come up with in our brain, okay? They're facts about something. In other words, if you put them into a court of law, they could, everybody would agree on them, okay? Not everybody might agree that my life is a mess because of this one circumstance. That's just a thought. I'm identifying with it. So not useful. We want to be noticing it. We want to be the watcher of it. We want to stop ourselves and say, hey, that's just a thought. I'm just noticing the story I have about this particular circumstance, okay? 
that's being the watcher. Strong identification with thoughts and emotions often can lead to distorted sense of self and well-being. And you can see how that comes up, right, in some of these scenarios. Because when we're thinking these negative things about ourselves, what we think over and over and over again becomes a belief. So it can make you overly reactive. We want to protect ourselves. It can cause anxiety and or we can be deeply affected by these fleeting experiences that go through our mind. Mindfulness or learning to become the watcher of your mind encourages observing these mental processes without being consumed by them, which allows for greater clarity, emotional regulation, and enhanced sense of self beyond the momentary thought and feeling. So how can this practice contribute to more joy, fun, ease, and a happier, healthier life in midlife and beyond? I think you can start to see that now. If we're not telling the, ourselves these negative stories, okay, if we're not identifying with these, if we're observing them, if we're curious about them, if we're thinking, hey, I don't really like that. I'm going to choose something different instead. We come back to more joy, fun, ease, and a happier, healthier life. But becoming the watcher creates awareness and understanding. It allows you to observe your thoughts and emotions without judgment, with total curiosity. This awareness helps you understand reoccurring thought patterns, things you're triggered by, habitual reactions. And when you can do that, you respond in a more thoughtful and intentional way versus reacting. And because your nervous system is responding as well, you are better able to stay in control rather than going down the spiral, going into fight or flight or freezing mode. You can see the situation from a different perspective and choose different outcomes on purpose. Being the watcher reduces stress and anxiety. Mindful observation can help reduce stress and anxiety by giving you a mental pause before you react impulsively. You gain the opportunity to choose how to respond to situations and reduce the impact of stress on your overall well-being. Being the watcher enhances emotional regulation. By observing your thoughts, you can gain better control over your emotions. You can acknowledge the feelings that you're having to not only yourself first, but to others without becoming overwhelmed by your feelings. And it also leads to a more balanced emotional state and for sure improved decision-making. Learning to be the watcher improves relationships. The ability to observe your thoughts and reactions allows for better communication and understanding in your relationships. You're more likely to respond empathetically and considerately, and this fosters stronger connections and more joyful interactions. There's more opportunity to come from a place of love or to see love and understanding in the situation versus reacting. It also enhances focus and productivity. Mindful awareness, becoming the watcher of your mind, helps you improve focus and concentration. By being present and fully engaged in what you're doing, you can accomplish tasks more efficiently, which leads to a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction and pride. 
Being the watcher promotes gratitude and positivity by appreciating positive thoughts and experiences, by staying present in the moment versus being in the story or being way out in the future about what might happen or what could happen, which create feelings of worry or anxiousness. This shifts towards positivity and it can contribute to just a better outlook on life, even during challenging times. Becoming the watcher elevates self-compassion and self-care. Observing your thoughts without judgment can foster self-compassion. It lets us know when we are shooting on ourselves or being critical of ourselves. You become more understanding and gentle with yourself. You can more easily give yourself grace and have your own back. It even promotes self-care practices that are really essential for overall health and well-being. In midlife and beyond, these benefits are especially crucial as they can help navigate the unique challenges and changes that come with this stage of life. Cultivating mindfulness and being the watcher of your mind can lead to a fulfilling and joyful life by enabling you to make conscious choices that align with your true desires and values and who you truly are at your core, your soul self. So let's look at some practices in each of these areas. This is kind of the how-to, okay? Number one, awareness and understanding. Set aside time every day for self-reflection. I do this in the morning and I actually usually conclude my day with it as well, but always in the morning. It's part of my morning routine. I get a journal, I sit in a quiet place, and I just observe my thoughts. I do a thought download where I just put all of the thoughts I'm having on a piece of paper and I see what my brain is telling me. I can write down how I feel about that. I can see what my emotions are saying. And then I can ask myself, do I like this thought? Is it serving me? Is it getting me more of what I want in my life? Or is it getting me more of what I don't want? And then I get to decide on purpose if I want to keep the thought or belief. And if I don't, I can replace it with something that will serve me. If a new thought doesn't come to mind, that's okay. We don't want to just be always flipping thoughts, but I want you to just sit with the current one. Sit with the current thinking for a minute. Sometimes we're so quick to push away the old thoughts because we don't want them anymore and we want change to happen more quickly and we want to feel better. And if that's your MO, it won't work. Whatever new thought you choose has to feel true in your body. If you try it on, like you try on a shirt or a pair of pants, you can try on your thoughts. And if it doesn't feel true, then it's not going to stick. So you want it to feel true in your body. And sometimes finding that takes a day or two. Takes a day or two for that thought to show up. But in the meantime, just notice without judgment what your thought is creating. Okay, when I think this thought, I feel this way. And then these are the actions I take. And as you do this over time, you're going to see patterns emerge. And they're going to be valuable insights into your mind, into what is going on in there. Number two, you can reduce stress and anxiety. Again, just getting these thoughts out onto paper, out of your mind, out of your head, out of your brain, and onto paper will lessen the stress and anxiety that you feel. 
but you can also take a few minutes to focus on your breath and let go of any tension. You can do several rounds of breathing in for seven, out for 10, or some other kinds of maybe progressive muscle relaxation, which is just tensing and relaxing different muscle groups and promoting physical and mental relaxation. Then notice what's coming up. Notice these kind of thoughts coming. Okay. Sometimes when we're watching our mind, we can feel some anxiousness around what we're actually thinking, some anxiousness about what we're putting on that piece of paper. And this is when you can just take some breaths and start to relax. We can also do some practices that help us enhance emotional regulation. So when a strong emotion arises, you can pause and just label it. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling resentment. I'm feeling hurt. Whatever it is, we want to be allowing emotions, not pushing them away. And this simple act sometimes just creates distance and it reduces the emotional intensity. Just to identify that, not to try and change it, but just to identify it. I teach my clients how to process emotions, okay? It's really a powerful practice to be able to process emotion. You can also try the 54321 grounding technique, especially when your nervous system is really struggling. It helps you to connect with your senses and to calm emotional responses during heightened moments. So what that looks like is you just start with five and you think of five things you can see. Look around and notice five things you haven't observed before. These could be small details in your surroundings and take a minute and focus on each of them. Then four, four things you can touch. Pay attention to the sensation of touch. Notice the feeling of the air on your skin, the texture of an object on the ground beneath your feet. Identify four things you can touch and describe to yourself how they feel. Three, three things you can hear. Tune into your sense of hearing and identify three distinct sounds. It could be the rustling of the leaves, your dog barking, the hum of the computer, or distant voices, and allow yourself to fully perceive each sound. Two, two things you can smell. Notice and identify two smells in your environment. They could be the scent of food, flowers, or anything else nearby. Take a moment to inhale and connect with those smells. And then one, one thing you can taste. Pay attention to your sense of taste. It could be the aftertaste of a previous meal, the lingering flavor, or even the freshness of your breath. Focus on this one taste, okay? So that's the 54321. That should relax your nervous system. Another favorite of mine is tapping. And if you aren't familiar with tapping technique, it's when you tap on specific points of the body while focusing on specific or particular thoughts or emotions. It's very powerful. So being the practice of being the watcher of your mind for improved relationships might look like practicing active listening, where you're focused on the speaker without forming immediate judgments or crafting a response. You're curious. You notice the feeling that comes up in your body during this conversation. If you are feeling reactive, you can remind yourself that these are just your thoughts. Seek understanding. Be compassionate. Remind yourself of a time when you were in 
some way in this other person's shoes and set the intention to land on connection. At the time this conversation's over, I want to be connected. I choose connection. I would also encourage you to do the thought download on your relationships, whatever relationship is coming up for you that you just want to improve or that maybe you're in a mental struggle with and just see what's going on in your brain. That in and of itself can create shift, okay? A practice for enhancing focus and productivity. Incorporate short mindfulness sessions into your work routine. So you can set a timer for 10 minutes and focus on a specific task or just your breath. Or if you're feeling overwhelmed and reactive, you can do a quick thought download and just notice the thoughts as if they are just there. And then just notice, ask yourself again, is this thought serving me? Okay. And then let's look at gratitude and positivity. You can make a daily gratitude practice. Keeping a gratitude journal is helpful for some people. Each day you can just jot down things that you're grateful for. You've heard this so many times, but that is because it's so impactful. We often hear these really easy things and we're like, yeah, it can't be that easy. Or yeah, that's too easy to really make an impact. But just writing some things down that's grateful, that you're grateful for, really does have an impact. Even the small, seemingly insignificant ones. Now, for me, I like to write having notes. I have a hard time just coming up with things that I feel grateful for that really inspires that feeling of gratitude within me, right? You don't want to just be naming things to be naming things. You want to feel the feeling of gratitude. That's where the power comes from. So I have a hard time connecting with just listing things for gratitude's sake. And so I write what I call having notes, and that works for me. So I write my having notes every single morning, and I can quickly get to that feeling of gratitude with these having notes. Now, if you want to learn more about having, I did an entire podcast on it, and I will link it in the show notes or you can search for it. But it's such a powerful practice. And then practicing self-compassion and self-care, okay? Becoming the watcher in this area. And a practice for that can be just to treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding as you would a close friend or a family member, okay? Give yourself grace and have your own back. Be the watcher for when you're not doing that. Notice that, huh, today I am not practicing very much self-compassion. How can I give myself grace here? You can incorporate loving kindness meditations that involve sending well wishes to yourself and others. And also these kind of meditations promote self-compassion and empathy. I will link to a couple of them in the show notes as well. So just to wrap up, to cultivate mindness and to be the watcher of your mind, remember to be patient with yourself. This is a journey that requires consistent effort and press. Start small. Start with manageable steps. My recommendation is to just start with the daily thought download. Set a timer for five, ten minutes and just write out what's in your mind. It can be about a specific circumstance or just about life in general. And then look at what your mind has to offer and notice what those thoughts what those emotions, what those actions, 
are creating and decide if they're serving you. Decide if you want to keep that. Gradually, you will build on these practices over time. You'll notice the positive impact on your well-being, how you can slow your nervous system down, become less reactive, be more loving and understanding, and it improves the quality of your life. All right, that's what I have for you today. I hope this podcast was helpful. If you have enjoyed it, I would love for you to share it. I would love for you to just leave a quick review, just a star or however many stars you feel it deserves and share it with somebody else. I also want to remind you guys that Midlife Mastery Club is open for enrollment right now. And for the first 10 people that join, I am offering a first round, first launch deal for this, which is half off enrollment. Okay. That's huge, right? I love getting half up of something, don't you? So now is your chance. We're going to be starting on October 17th. I'd love for you to be there with us in this first round of this launch. And these are the kind of things we're going to be talking about. These are the kind of things that we're going to start to master. We're going to start to master being the watcher of our mind. Master our thinking and how we feel regulation, who we are, all of these things so that we can have more satisfaction, more of what we want in this midlife season and beyond. If you're interested and want more details, go over to JanelleMinto.com. There's all the details there. The button to join is there. And if you want the half-off discount, one of the first 10, you guys can shoot me an email at Janelle at JanelleJJAI.com and just put discount in the subject line. Okay, I can send you a code from there and you guys let you know if you're one of the first 10. So I can't wait to see you there. All right, have a great week. I'm over here celebrating you because you just finished another episode of the Joy, Self Mastery and Living a Limitless Life podcast. Thanks for listening. If you got value from this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And we can help even more people just like you. Now, go out and live your limitless life.